RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Valor Hour episode 93. It's lit up in here. We're starting uh, off December, and it's it's actually not lit. It's really freaking cold out here in East Tennessee. Uh, Tim Loy, as always, joined by my co-host Justin Watson. We've got our cohort, our uh, third musketeer, if you will, Greg Hopkins, joining us as well for the whole show tonight. It is uh, a look back on this past weekend's uh, doubleheader. We had the tough uh, tough twenty eight finale, and uh, also uh, the UFC fight night in Australia. We're going to recap those, let you know how we finished up on our November session of pigs uh, in, in a nutshell, not great. And uh, we're going to look forward to start fresh here in December. We've got a, a good one to preview this weekend. It is UFC 231 with a big uh, championship doubleheader. Looking forward to previewing that and uh, and uh, talking a little bit about uh, some local stuff as well. Next week, we'll start back into our interview schedule and whatnot as we're starting to uh, get close to the uh, the first show of the year of 2019. We're six, seven weeks out now from uh, Valor 54, and that will be a, a big one going down at the Knoxville Coliseum. January 19th, tickets already on sale, already go- going really fast. I, I don't think you could go online and order a floor seat now. I think those are all taken or spoken for. So uh, I would get your seats soon. And they are they're available at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, lots of great fights on that card we'll be diving into in the coming weeks. Gentlemen, uh, how are we doing this evening? Justin, uh, you staying warm out there in North Kakalaki? It's warm too, man. Uh, it's not as bad here as it is there as it's snowing right now. Um, it seemed like it was trying to snow here today. Uh, the, the the kids at the school they were they were begging for it. Like I was thinking, maybe they'll let us out because uh, you know uh, up here in Sevier County, you know we encompass Gatlinburg and all that stuff too. So if it starts getting hairy up there, then all the Sevier County gets out. And, uh, yeah, and I got that's, a that's lovely. I got a Snapchat from somebody um, out there in Sevierville, and it was snowing during the day at some point today. So. Yes, yes, it got everybody's hopes up. I, I hear maybe this weekend we might start getting some, uh, some uh, something that, that of, of substance. We'll see. Greg Hopkins, uh, the other direction, down south on the line there, uh, near near uh, the Dalton, Georgia, Ringgold area. What's it like down your way, my man? Uh, it's cold. It's real cold, actually. I've been working out in all day, every day, but we don't ever get any snow. We always get a bunch of rain as we're down in the valley. We, well, kind of, you know, I mean, we just... We never, it, always, it warms up right before it gets to us, so we never get the flurries or nothing. But if it does, everybody loses their shit. <laughs> I think that's kind of, uh, I think that's kind of uh, par for the course anywhere in East Tennessee. Pretty much, we we freak out when this stuff happens. I know I do. So, <laughs> uh, so we're we're coming off of a big doubleheader. We 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 uh, we started the weekend off with a, a tough twenty eight finale, and it was uh, not a bad card. It was it was uh, a little low on star power uh, up into the main event, but the main event was a big fight. You know, it was uh, RDA uh, taking on uh, Cameroon Cameroon. Uzman, and that was uh, you know it, that was a big bite. Other than that, it was a lot of uh, a lot of 
the lesser uh, the lesser names, the prospects, if you will, ones that people that are kind of still fighting for their jobs and and trying to rise up the ranks. Uh, going into our final week of uh, November here, uh, everybody was knocking at the door of, of getting into the positive. Myself, I you know we'll, to begin with, we started with 100 units. I I was at 95.49, Justin at 94.8, Greg at 87. Point two one, uh, and uh, you know we all kind of held serve through this first uh, this first event. Nobody really came off the rails too bad. Uh, you know uh, there was for the most part we were we were down a little bit, but nobody was just was just you know uh, terribly terribly down um, uh, on this uh, card. Justin, overall, uh, you know rather than kind of do our normal where we go through you know every fight really, uh, what stood out to you uh, on this tough twenty eight finale? Uh, you know what uh, you know what before before we get into the actual card itself, uh, what, what what went right for you uh, in your in your picks and, and what went wrong? Um, the the best thing I had going for me in this one was uh, I had a in real life I had a parlay between uh, Tim Means and uh, Joseph Benavidez that paid out pretty good. Um, can't remember what all. I'm just trying to pull up my my stuff now. Well, I can uh, tell you. Yeah, I can tell you that on this on this night you had uh, you had Joseph Benavidez and uh, Rick Glenn uh, parlayed together. That 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 didn't hit. Benavidez uh, also part of a your big parlay that you had with Glenn Shevchenko, Munoz, and RDA. Um, and then uh, your other parlay on that uh, you had three parlays essentially on uh, on the night. And then the other one was was really close to being a, a big hitter. It was. Uh, um, Oh well, hold on. That was JDS. That was the. That's the next line. You only had those two. You had those two parlays. You came real close, uh, you know, but not didn't quite get there. Benavidez was a play that that uh, you know obviously panned out. Yeah, um, I just, that, that one fight, Rick Glenn, kind of messed me up on both of them, um, you know. And then obviously, Desantis uh, in the main event, but uh, it would have been nice to hit that big parlay. I should have should have looked at the, the Glenn Aguilar fight a little bit more. I kind of. Um, I kind of underplayed Kamara Usman a little bit, underplayed the size advantage that, that uh, he had over RDA. Um, I think that played a pretty big difference, but it was a dominant performance from him. Yeah, of course, uh, just to kind of briefly recap that, Usman, of course, gets a unanimous decision. Pretty fairly dominant, you know, over RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, he was a heavy favorite, minus 265. And uh, we all loaded up on the other side of, on RDA. Felt, we felt like there was value on that veteran there. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't to be. Uh, and uh, Usman, you know, he 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 takes a pretty clear-cut, unanimous decision. Uh, besides him, uh, who else do you think uh, came out looking the best on this card? Who you know who who did the, who had the best win, if you will? Who who elevates themselves above the pack uh, with their performance? Probably Benavidez, I think. Um... You know, especially with, with everything that's going on with the with the flyweight division right now, you know he needed to come out and get a big win. Um, getting a first round TKO stoppage was uh, was good. You know, referee came in kind of late. That was uh, kind of got a little ugly, but um, I think you know Joey B. He showed up to, to perform. I was happy about that. And obviously Shevchenko. I mean, uh, you know we got to see what kind of a monster she's gonna gonna kind of turn out to be. 
Yeah, yeah, I got to agree. For myself, uh, I uh, I had a play on Daryl Horcher for two units, uh, coming back at plus two sixty. That didn't that didn't happen. Uh, Rick Glenn, I also went with the straight play five units minus one hundred five. He couldn't get it done against a really tough Kevin Aguilar. Great fight. Uh, he had a, not a bad showing. Aguilar looked really good. Uh, I also lost um, three units on Darren Stewart at even money. Uh, and that was uh, that was a close one, man. I thought that uh, I thought Stewart had a had a uh, a shot to to maybe uh, to maybe be the winner there. You know, I, uh, it was a split decision, and uh, he fought pretty well overall, but uh, ultimately did not get the win. And then I uh, I, I was a winner on uh, my parlay. I went a ten unit, my biggest play of the night, a ten unit parlay on uh, Tim Means and Shevchenko together, got me back six point eight. So uh, it kind of saved me on all my other losers for the night. I think uh, the big winner for, uh, you know, obviously besides the main event, uh, who I think, you know, obviously is a huge win for uh, for Usman there. I'd say, uh, I got to say Benavidez as well. You know, he's already turned around and got another fight booked um, uh, here soon. I, I saw that today in passing. Justin, you or Greg, you may know better, but I'm pretty positive uh, Benavidez is, is already booked again, uh, you know, pretty pretty quickly. So I want to say he was the big winner with a uh, honorable mention, if you will, to Pedro Munoz, who really made quick work of, of Brian Caraway. Uh, Greg Hopkins, um, uh, he had uh, a few plays. He had Joseph Benavidez straight, uh, plus 110 for three units. Uh, and then also he had three units on RDA, plus 225. So he came out uh, a little bit ahead on the night, uh, uh, 0.3 uh, to, on, on the evening. Greg, who stood out uh, as having the, the big performance in your eyes and, uh, and, and kind of uh, makes the most out of their, of their win? Uh, just I'll recap of last week uh, with I said little sister, Shevank, uh, you know what I'm saying, Shevanko. <clears throat> She went out there and dominated, like, you know, I mean, big big sister, little sister, you know, it don't fall far. Uh, that was the big, but the the craziness of uh, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, he just got dominated. Did not see that coming. I mean, former world champion. I mean, Usman is just, God, that was, that was amazing. That was the standout performance of the night right there to me. I mean, you dominate somebody that was a former world champion at 155, and then he comes up to 170, and he's doing well. I'd like to see uh, the winner of uh, Askren and Lawler fight Usman. Yeah, I think that that'd be an awesome fight as well. You know, Dana's already talking about uh, him skipping Kobe though uh, for a potential title fight. What do you guys think about that? I think he deserves it. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see him and Kobe fight. I'd like to see uh, first. I, I, well, I thought um, is Tyler uh, Tyrone Woodley is about to fight Kobe Covington, right? Right, that's what I was saying. That Dana was was talking in the press conference like uh, Usman could potentially skip Colby Covington for that title fight. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he's he's pretty much they pretty much shit on Colby Covington all the time, so I wouldn't. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that certainly get. Uh, Get some people talking, I think. Uh, okay, uh, on to our, our next little bit of wrapping this up. Who, who's the biggest loser on this one, Justin? Who, who you know, who, who stock drops the most? I don't think that it's RDA necessarily because Usman, you know, he's a guy that's about to probably be in the title picture uh, much bigger. Uh, who, who do you think uh, suffers the most from their loss? I don't know. Um, I don't think anybody, anybody took a real bad loss, you know, um, other than RDA, I mean, there wasn't much riding, you know, the ultimate fighter contenders. I guess Justin Frazier would probably would probably have the 
the worst loss on the card. Um, you know, just, just getting out, getting out of there uh, quick in the first round. Um, but there's not nobody really fought in any of any you know big importance on this card. So um, I think it was just fun night of fights, really. I got to think that that uh, a couple people could be on the chopping block. Personally, I think Daryl Horcher and I think Ricky Rainey could uh, could potentially be could be cut loose after this one. Both guys kind of just got you know didn't really have much offense going for them. Kind of got dominated and and haven't been winning. And I could definitely see both those guys uh, getting cut and potentially um, uh, potentially even um, uh, the rest. The he wasn't on our list of bets, but uh, the wrestler that fought Maurice Green, uh, Michelle Batista, he looked pretty terrible. <laughs> so uh, I, I think he. Probably Probably won't won't stick either. Uh, Greg, who uh, who suffers the most from their from their loss? Uh, I think RDA does because you know he didn't want to stay at 155 and he goes to 170, he starts winning, then he just gets marked there at the end. I, I think that was the biggest loss of the night. It's kind of like hard to say like where does he go from here? Yeah, that it's just rough. It, it, it's he's, he's caught in limbo right now. I mean, who does he who does he fight now? Like. Yeah, yeah, kind of is kind of uh, certainly presents a ceiling for him, if you will. Uh, moving on to uh, UFC Fight Night uh, one uh, one thirty two or the one forty two. I'm sorry, uh, that was uh, Saturday, and that was a uh, Fox Sports one card. It was from Adelaide, Australia. Junior Dos Santos taking on Tai Tuivasa in the main event, and it was a scary one, man. Uh, <laughs> we all kind of loaded up on JBS. And uh, I thought that we were going to lose in the, in the first round for sure. He makes a good comeback, though, and uh, gets him out of there. Round two TKO. Also, Justin Willis yeah, with a unanimous decision win over Mark Hunt in a fight that wasn't very exciting. Um, and then uh, uh, Shogun, uh, Mar- Mauricio Hua, with a third-round TKO over Tyson Pedro, a big underdog upset. He came back at plus 365. Justin cashes on that. Uh, Tony Martin wins round three, Anaconda over Jake Matthews in a great fight. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the rest of the undercard was uh, kind of uh, nondescript. There was uh, a lot of decisions um, on this one. Justin, uh, he played a uh, parlay uh, on uh, – well, first he played uh, – let's get to the good. He, <laughs> he played five units on, uh, on, on, on Hua at plus 365, returning back 18.25. Very strong, uh, and then he he came out really close on a big parlay that had uh, Paul Craig, uh, Wilson Hayes, and Tony Martin. He gets two out of three with Hayes and Martin, but Craig blows that one, loses three units, and then uh, again really really close on what would have been a huge one. JDS, uh, Wilson Hayes, Justin Willis, all winners, but Yushin Okami blows it and uh, loses three units as well as another five units on Okami straight plus 280. Justin, uh, talk about it. Man, Yushin Okami, he killed me. Uh, I thought that, you know, I was hoping that going down to 170, he would just be so much bigger and, you know, be a, a big step up for uh, Kinchenko. I just really thought that, you know, he put up a tougher fight, but Kinchenko just marched him down and, and you know, wore him out the whole time. Um, I think two of the judges scored uh, one of the rounds, a 10-8 for Kinchenko. So, um, you know, Paul Craig kind of messed me up on one of them. But, um, but yeah, Okami, Okami killed me on, on that one. But, man, some great fights. Shogun, you know, Shogun saved my life on that one. I, I wouldn't have went on Shogun. I would have ended up in the hole pretty big. 
I wish yeah, I that was a big that was a big a big win. Yeah, I wish I would have trusted my gut, and I was I had to play with him and and Desanjos pretty heavy, um, and I backed out at the last minute. And, oh yeah, man, I was kicking myself in the ass for it afterwards, but um, glad I, glad I picked him on the show. You know, I was I was rooting for you on that Okami fight because I knew that was going to be the key most likely, and that was a tough one because you just ne- you just knew pretty much about midway through the first round that there was just nothing he could do. Yeah. <laughs> there was just there was just no path to victory really, and that's uh, shitty. So uh, that was yeah. rough. that was rough to watch. And um, myself, um, I I played uh, I, I one unit on Elias Garcia plus three twenty five. He got marked real bad, uh, potentially cut. I think after this one, he he didn't look UFC caliber in that fight uh, against Kaikara France. Dominated. Uh, I lose a unit there. I took another two units on Ben Wynn, who loses to Wilson Hayes. I drop another two there. Uh, another two on Paul Craig plus two ten, who uh, fought admirably but uh, went down on his shield in the third round. Um, um, uh, to Jim the Brute Crute, uh, who has the best nickname. I make a little bit of a comeback there at the end. I got three units on Tony Martin plus 105 to get back uh, 3.15, and then I went my biggest play of the night. Uh, again, uh, on JDS, minus 150, 10 units, got me back 6.67. So um, I ended up coming out uh, 1.62 units ahead on the weekend, improving me to 97.11 for the month, still down 2.89. I'm not too happy about it. Justin uh, finishes up 2.25 units on the week, improving to 97.05 to close out November. Down 2.95. I'm sure he's not too pleased with himself either. Uh, Justin, uh, I'm sorry, Greg, rather, uh, on this one, he uh, he made a play on Jake Matthews for five units, uh, minus 125. He was a third-round loser uh, to uh, the aforementioned Tony Martin. And then he had two more parlays that uh, didn't work out for him. He had JDS with RDA, uh, Hunt, Stewart, and Benavidez. He lost three units there. And then... Man, came really close to nailing a nice five-minute parlay as uh, uh, Roosevelt Roberts uh, and Chinchinko cash, but then Tyson Pedro, big favorite, uh, he uh, blows it uh, there at the end. So Greg uh, finishes down 12.7 units uh, for the week and 74.51 units overall to close out November down 25.49 units. Greg, talk about UFC uh, Australia. What went right? What went wrong? Well, I was actually watching all these fights at a bar, and uh, but it was so much fun. There was poker, karaoke, uh, food. There was basketball fights. Oops, there was everything going on at the same time. So I was watching all these fights, and the thing that I pulled from it was that uh, uh, that Matthews fight. Man, I just uh, that prodigy boy just he got. I, that was a good fight. That was a great fight, actually. Rocco. Uh, at the last minute, I changed it, but I like Rocco. That fight was exciting. Uh, Let's see here. And then the, uh, what was it? The, the, we're Australia. Yeah, they're in the junior, or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Junior Dos Santos at the end there really scared me. Uh, I thought he was going to get KO'd there at the, or in the first, in the first round and, uh, showed some really, uh, you know, some championship brute, you know, some courage and stay, stuck it out and ended up finishing in a second. That was, that was the most exciting fight. One of the, the two of those, and then let's see here. Who was in the uh, the uh, the co-main event down there? I'm I'm sorry. I'm 
Well, the the, the Tyson Pedro, uh, Tyson Pedro, and Shogun Hua, yeah. I think, was the the co-main, and that's what blew yeah. the parlay with Pedro. And Pedro was looking pretty good there in the first round. Yeah, I, I, I another one that was another spit in the face to uh, to Rua, you know. But and and I, and I still, I don't think he, I don't know if he's washed up or done with it or not. He didn't look. <laughs> he fin- I don't know, man. That that I'm down to seventy four right now. I ain't done too good in the last few weeks. We need to. Uh, I need to get back to the damn drawing boards and figure out what I need to do. And maybe, maybe we'll see. Are we starting over this 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 month in December. We are, we are. It's a yeah. November is over now. We're we're all losers. You you're a big a little bigger loser than uh, Justin and I. <laughs> but, but but ultimately all all losers, and we've all got to just do better ultimately. And I think that we will because December is a much more domesticated card, if you will, not so much international. Yeah, my girlfriend's sitting over here agreeing with you when you said I was a loser, so I'm kind of pissed off. <laughs> We're all losers, uh, Greg's just a little bigger loser. Well, I'm the biggest one, so I mean, I got to stand for something. Just don't fade me no more. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, you can. I don't care. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's get let's let's move on. She's, she's, she's over uh, Justin, oh, Justin, overall, who's uh, who comes out uh, smelling the best after this one? Anybody going to get a big bump after this? You think? Um, it, it was a saving grace for, for Dos Santos. It was his first uh, two-fight win streak now. First first win streak he's had in, I don't know, like six years or something. Um, kind of wild when you when you look back. He's just been back and forth, you know, over the last several years. Um, you know, another good win kind of puts him in title contention. If you throw him in there with, a, um, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, what's his name? Just for um, big dude for Cameron. Oh, uh, Nganu? Yeah, Nganu. So I'm in there with Nganu. You know, that was a fight that was supposed to happen a while back, and um, he popped on a drug test, I think, or something, so it didn't didn't come to fruition. But with Nganu coming off of a win, so him and JDS in there would be, you know, I think he'd definitely sell that fight. And, you know, puts JDS back in title condition, really, if you think about it. Um, Also, Jake, or Tony Martin, man, that kid, he's been something else at 170 and it totally turned his career around since going up and he wasn't supposed to win that fight you know obviously they were bringing him in um to jake matthews backyard to get somebody for you know jake matthews to show out against and uh getting that submission man that was so tight and the referee didn't see it and was in horrible position and uh, jake matthews suffered for that but um great submission by, by tony martin um those are those are kind of my standouts i guess you know, I think that uh, I, I think that the on the undercard there wasn't a whole lot that, that stood out to me. Uh, Kai Car France had a, had a good a good showing, and I think Jim Crute uh, also uh, had a, had a pretty good showing as well. I agree with you on Tony Martin there. That was a, a big time performance from him, and he's really on the come up. It seems like, and he was asking for that. He was you know pleading for that 165 division there in his post fight interview. Uh, he thought that uh, he thought that he and Jake Matthews would both be a good fit for for that division. Be interested to see if that uh, comes to fruition or not. Uh, and then I got to say, like they got it. what's that? It looks like they got it from what I'm hearing. Um, after two thirty three, two thirty three. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, that certainly makes things gonna... interesting for sure. If they're, yeah. especially if they're cutting out one twenty five, I guess it kind of would make sense if they had that. Who do y'all? Who do y'all? Uh, who do y'all think will own that damn weight class? Because you have way too many people right there. That is like the average man size. So. Like I remember in high school and in college wrestling, your middle middle tiers 
right there were just averagely beating all the lighter weights and the heavier weights. They're just unbelievably good. So I was curious, who do y'all think rocks that division in 165? Man, I think uh, I I think that's a that's a good question because you're going to have the best of both worlds. You know, guys that are cutting a lot of weight uh, and depleting themselves, going to 55, staying at 65. uh, Your Tony Martin types that can easily make 165 and it's going to be a good size 165. And he's on a tear. He's going to be immediately, I would think, in the conversation. Um, Probably not immediately for the title, but I would think they would put him up there in some decent fights now. Um, Man, uh, off the top of my head, just, you know, thinking about these guys that are already in the title picture at 170, uh, like a or a Colby Covington um, or those types, uh, you know, Colby Covington, could he make 165? Is he, is that, is that in his, in his wheelhouse? Yeah, he probably could. He probably could. You know what I think? Askren? I think Askren? Uh, yeah. Askren, I think what Dana White, because Dana White never liked Askren to begin with. Still don't like him to this day, I'm sure, and he don't like Dana White either. Well, you have uh, Askren, which was wrestled for Missouri and coached at Missouri. Then you had Tyrone Woodley, who also wrestled at Missouri and wrestled under Ben Askren. And when you have, you know, wrestler versus wrestler fighting later that were former teammates, it's one thing. But when you had a coach fighting his former wrestler competing against each other, that's a whole other level of, Wow. And you think Dana they White would do that? To... Oh, yeah. That's why he's coming to the UFC. That's the only reason. Because they can't find nobody to beat Tyrone Woodley, and that's got to be the man to do it. So, oh, and, and No, they're, they're not, they're they don't make that fight. You don't think so? They've, they've already, no, they've already said that, you know, Ben Askren's already said basically he, there's no way he would fight Tyrone Woodley, that um, that he wasn't coming here for that at all. Well, who was, they're still who teammates. Was, you know, they still, they still train together. Yeah, I think Tyron Woodley would go up. So I think Tyron Woodley would be your 175 champion, um, and, and I think Ben Askren could absolutely run 165. But he's gonna have some, man, he's gonna have some hitters coming after him. Though the thing, I think it totally gives life to uh, gives life back to Dos Anjos one more time. I mean, you know, I think that was the biggest issue in that fight was that he was outsized. You know, put him at 65, he's gonna be a bigger guy again, and you know, he, he might be a player there, but. Yeah, I think I honestly think they might be grooming that division or Ben Askren. Now that he's over here, I think he's going to be. I think it'll be one of Dana's sets. They've had a, a you know tough history, but you know the dude is willing to fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. He's willing to self fight and make Dana's pockets bigger. You know, ultimately well, those are the things that Dana wants. So, well, here's the thing right there. You just said he'll fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. Dana White does not like Tyrone Woodley, and Dana White does not like Ben Askren. He has said multiple times he will never do this, that, or the other thing in the UFC, and I've seen multiple times that happen. He's a liar, and he will he will do anything to make a dollar. And if he's got to promote a coach versus a former teammate, he he'll try to put it together, and he's going to piss a lot of people off. But yeah, I, would, like I wouldn't know him if he tries. No, but I like what you said though. You made a really really valid point right there with them taking out the 125 division, trading, and I quote trading, uh, you know. Demetrius Johnson for Ben Askren. You basically traded a champion for a champion there, so you're right. 165 probably will be rocked rock by Askren the whole time, all the way through. I believe it. Yeah, I think I think that relationship's going to be coming to a big change here pretty soon. Honestly. Oh yeah, it will. 
That could make for some very exciting uh, uh, promos, I think, uh, in the lead up to something like that, if they could talk him into it. We'll see. You know, I think Justin could be onto something as well if they go uh, into separate weight classes, if they do a 75. So uh, I would definitely have to agree there. Uh, biggest losers on this card. Man, uh, I don't think that uh, I don't think that uh, Tui Vasa loses too much steam here it's his first ever loss and he was doing really well in that first round mark hunt did not look good uh tyson pedro that was bad a bad loss for tyson pedro uh that's that's really going to hurt him um other than that <coughs> yushin okami i could see him mm-hmm, well he's coming off a win i guess up before this so he may he may stick around still uh that may be the end uh of the road for elias garcia that was a pretty bad loss there he really dominated just didn't and he you know he had pettis in his corner just urging him to to fight really and it was all he could do to survive really it, it seemed like he wanted he wanted out a few times anybody uh stand out to you on the loser side that could be on the chopping block or this really uh hurts their their standing if you will uh, everybody you just said, and I want to include Matthews on that because uh, he's still a young gun and he's got places to go. But you see what they did at Sage Northcutt. They're, they're, if you like, I thought Sage was a huge draw. People like him. And I have a feeling a lot of degenerates are going to be attracted to Rocco. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I liked him. I wanted him in the fight, but I just had to go with Matthews because, I mean, but here's the thing you bring somebody, like you said, you bring somebody to your home let's say country, because that's what you did. You brought Brazil to Australia, Brazil cleaned house. Um, but Matthew, like that, I mean, you, if you get you get submitted in the third round in a fight like that, where, where I don't know where he goes from here either. Like, I mean, are there, are there, there people are – you don't have a guaranteed job in the UFC anymore. That's the thing. If you don't win, you don't stay. And that's, that's on the – I don't know. I think that uh, Matthews is in trouble right now. Yeah, you know, I think that he he was competitive in the fight. It wasn't like he just got ran over. But, uh, yeah, it is uh, it is a tough loss. I think that uh, a guy like uh, both of those guys really most likely will will wind up in that 165 division because they they're both guys that have been 155 in the past. Uh, Justin, uh, worst losers. Um, I don't think there was any any big losers on this one either, man. Like. It was it was devastating losses for for Australia, obviously with Tuivasa, Pedro, Jake Matthews, and Mark Hunt all losing. I guess, I guess Australia would be the biggest loser, yeah, uh, as far as that goes. But you know, I think Tyson Pedro. I think uh, you know, it, it seemed like he got injured. Hopefully, it comes out that his knee was blown out, and I mean he didn't have any choice but but to go out. I think he was doing well in the fight uh, until that happened, but. I just hope it doesn't come back that uh, nothing was wrong with his knee. He was just looking for an excuse to get out of there. Um, Tui Vasa, I think Tui Vasa needed a loss. You know, he needed um, – he's 10-0. and 0, But, you know, stepping up in, in competition in the UFC and getting beat like that at home can change a man to really show you what you're made of. So we'll see now what, what Tui Vasa is made of. He was, he was coming on – you know, if he would have won this fight, they were going to throw him, you know, really deep to the wolves. And, you know, that wouldn't have been good for him either. So, um I think it was a, it was a humbling experience for for Australia, but um, altogether, I think that um, it didn't didn't hurt anybody's stock too bad. Um, at least on the main card, um, Okami probably Okami, like you say, probably Okami and, and Garcia um, would be would be in the most trouble uh, as far as their their job goes after this. Both of y'all said that uh, Mark Hunt. You know, both of y'all said he had a 
Did y'all think he had a poor showing because he's kind of showing his one-dimensional instead of a fighter. Uh, and it looks to me like the UFC doesn't really even want him around. Or do they? I don't know. Y'all, what's your input on that? Uh, y'all both said Mark Hunt, and I agreed, but I didn't say it. Now I am. Yeah, I think the UFC uh, and Mark Hunt are probably – I don't know his contract situation, but I, I think it's fairly public that, that they're not fans of each other. So uh, I, I I know that I saw an interview where Mark Hunt was already talking about fights, you know, internationally for a one FC or for, for something like that. So, uh, you know, I don't think that the UFC is uh, probably going to bring him back after this if, if his contract's done, although he is a big draw there when they go to Australia. Uh, and he, I mean, he got the fight that he wanted out of Justin Willis. Willis didn't even try to wrestle him, you know, and I don't think that Willis looked like some stellar striker out there, you know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, he got he got a kickboxing match out of out of a guy that's not supposed to be as good a kickboxer as him. Yeah, I agree with that. Willis Willis was like dog shit. I think Willis would have been a loser. Um, as far as Mark Hunt goes, though, his contract is up. This was his last fight with the UFC. He actually they were going to cut him after the last one, and he he talked Dana into letting him, you know, have one more uh, in Australia. To, to finish out his contract, but uh, he's going somewhere else. I mean, you know, I said before the podcast or on last week's podcast, I think he's a likely candidate for you know for a Bellator or uh, or Ryzen, and you know, I think you'll see him there pretty soon. Um, but that is definitely his last fight in the UFC. But Justin Willis, I mean, like you said, I thought that he was going to you know try to wrestle him, and he just ran away from him. Really, you know, just, you know, stuck a couple jabs in his face and ran away, and you know, Mark Hunt just. He just turtles towards you the whole time looking for a big shot, and Justin Moses wasn't there to eat it. Um, I thought he, he played a, fought a real smart game plan, I guess, but I don't think that, that Justin Moses' stock rose any of that either. I think Mark Hunt might even be considered a winner after this because he's probably going to get paid more. You know, he's now he's got a losing record in the UFC, I and mean, they're going to, they're, it's not like he's going to re sign him to a better contract, you know, uh, but somewhere that he can, he can go to Japan and make whatever he wants that's, that's a good that's a good point really good point um but you're probably spot on uh hunt will probably go make yeah. more money in his next fight uh than justin willis will and willis will mo- you know willis's performance wasn't anything that that knocked my socks off he most likely doesn't get um much of a step forward uh after this one i would get I, he was already ranked i guess um some fringy type ranking but i don't see him getting a big step up after after that performance and if it and if it is it will be uh with him as the b-side if you will to to someone that needs that needs to come up so uh that does it for our uh, our recap of uh of the two cards from this past weekend back-to-back action and uh we we're, we're kicking it right back off this week with uh with our december picks and we get a really good card to lead off it's ufc 231 going down this saturday on pay-per-view and fox sports one and fight pass for the prelims and uh this one is in toronto so we've got some canadians uh on this one some familiar names up and down this card we're all starting fresh now with 100 units and i think that we need to come up with some sort of penalty for 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 the for the losers here uh we need to come up with something to where you like you know losing isn't just losing you're gonna have to there has to be some some circumstance let's get some tattoos and shit 
Oh, well, Lord, now that's really taking it to the next level. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. We'll have to think on it. You guys think on it. Next week, we'll come to some conclusion on some sort of uh, some sort of circumstance, if you will, for uh, for for bad picks, you know, for for throwing out losers, because uh, we're all guilty uh, <laughs> for this last month. Uh, well, UFC 231 kicks off on Fight Pass. We've got three fights on Fight Pass uh, prelims. Uh, I think they start at 6.30. And we've got a familiar name kicking off the uh, kicking off the card. The first fight, it is a welterweight battle. The Canadian, Chad LaPreece, former uh, tough uh, winner, I think. I, I, I feel like he won a season of tough. Uh, he is my, he's a big favorite. He's minus 370 over a guy down from uh, near your neck of the woods, Greg. Uh, Diego Lima uh, out of uh, American Top Team Gwinnett down in Georgia. He is plus 310. The total is one and a half, and the over is minus 165. The under is plus 145. Greg, your thoughts on this fight? Okay, yeah, Diego Lima, I like him a lot. Like, I've actually fought a couple of his fighters for American Top Team. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, the last fight that Lima was in pretty much knocked the living shit out of the last guy he fought. I mean, just co-cropped him, right? Like, just out. No, no, I think Okami beat him. (laughs) Are you sure? I I didn't think it was in the UFC. I thought it was somewhere else. Uh, I'm pretty positive he's been back in the UFC long enough. Uh, I will pull up this right now. Just so coming, can, what's that? He's coming off. He's coming off three losses. Three Wait, losses in a row for Diego Lima. Yeah, Douglas Lima. I'm talking about then. Douglas Lima yeah, is, is, is Douglas Lima is one of the best guys that's not in the UFC. Douglas Lima is a killer, but I, but I don't think they're necessarily the same. Okay, gotcha. Okay, Douglas Lima got the knockout. Well, then in this, in that case, I have my two my two Lemas mixed up. Uh, I probably in the under is plus one forty five. Is that two and a half? It's one and a half. Ow. Okay. Well, and the over was two. What was it? Minus three hundred. Um, the it, um the over is a uh, minus one sixty five. Hmm. Both of those both of those guys got a lot of finishes on their record. Both of them. Uh, Yeah, one and a half. I probably just won't have no play in this at all because I like Lima. I like Lima in the fight, but I can't go with him if he's my if he's plus three hundred something. He's not. He's not. You know, Rua. If he's not Shogun, so I probably just leave this one alone because hell, when I was looking at it, I was under the uh, impression that Douglas Lima. I, I had him mixed up, so my bad. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, it's okay. I, I'd say it's probably a fairly common mistake. Um, I I personally uh, do think LaPreece probably gets this one. I think Lima hasn't shown the durability that his brother. Has um, three seventy is a little steep though, so I don't like that. I am going to go with the under one and a half uh, at plus one forty five. I think uh, Laprise lands a, a knockout sometime, maybe even in the first round. Uh, so I'm going to go two units uh, on uh, the under uh, uh, the under one and a half at plus one forty five. Justin, Laprise is a shred city coming into this fight. I think. Uh, well, I look for him to, to make a show. Um, I'm not can't play him straight, but I'm gonna I'm gonna parlay him here in a minute. Yeah, I think this is a fight to look out for. I think Laprise is gonna gonna really showcase. So I'm the only one that makes a play. I go under one and a half uh, for two units, and uh, that is uh, getting back plus 145. 
that brings us to our next bout on the prelims. And uh, let's see, it looks like uh, this next one is going to be a featherweight bout. It is uh, the one of our most recent tough winners, Brad Katona, uh, a Canadian that uh, moved to Ireland to train at SBG. And he is minus 185 over Matthew Lopez, plus 160. The total is two and a half rounds over minus 190, under plus 165. Uh, Katona is solid, man. Uh, he beat uh, Bryce Mitchell, who's, you know, from uh, out uh, kind of in our neck of the woods, out in West Tennessee slash Arkansas area. Uh, a popular fighter and uh i kind of pegged uh, bryce to win that whole season of tough but uh man katona beat him and that was impressive in my eyes uh i think he's he's definitely going to be uh the guy to beat here minus 185 a little steep for me to play straight but uh i will potentially put that in a parlay here down the road greg any uh any play from you on katona lopez i actually like katona a lot in this spot uh, I'm probably going to put a straight bet on him here and parlay him down the road. But uh, I'm going to – let's see. We're starting over this month, right? I'm Correct. Gonna, we have 100 uh, units each. Got to re- reiterate that because I lost, lost last, last month. <laughs> I think that uh, – I'm going to – let's see here. He's, he, he's minus 180. Minus 185. So, damn, he's – let's go uh, five units on Katana. Greg Hopkins goes five units on Brad Katona, uh, and it, that is at minus 185. Justin. I love Brad Katona, man. The kids, it's, uh, I think he's special. He's, you know, it's, it's his life, and uh, it's all culminating right in front of him. I'm going to play him and Chad the Priest in parlay for 20 units. Oh wow! Now that I like is uh, I, I like that's com- that is coming out swinging. Uh, so uh, yes, let me see here. Let me get uh, let me get my parlay calculator up here. And uh, so let's see, twenty units. You want to go on uh, on Chad Priest and uh, Brad Katona. Very first two fights on the card. Um, and Justin is is coming with it here. Uh, when you put Brad Katona at minus one eighty five with Chad Laprise, uh, you're going to get it at minus one oh six. So uh, twenty units, all, almost even money, man. That sounds like freaking a great parlay, honestly. Twenty units uh, is going to be at uh, a return of minus. Oh lord, uh, minus one oh six. Minus 106, and uh, that will be on Katona and uh, and Laprise. Man, I'm probably going to tail that in real life, to tell you the honest truth. I'm going to, too, too. I'm not going to do it here on the podcast since you just did it, but <laughs> I love it. I mean, it, I, I really do. I th- I, th- I like it a lot. I hate fading Lima, but I, I can see uh, Laprise putting one on his chin, honestly. Um, all right, that brings us to our final um, our final fight on Fight Pass prelims, and it is light heavyweights. We have got an Austrian, uh, Alexander Rakic, and he's a big favorite. Minus 600 over Devin Clark, plus 450. Devin Clark, I think, is the first person to ever come from the Looking for a Fight uh, series. Uh, that total is one and a half. Over is minus 150. The under is plus 130. Justin. Uh, yeah, Devin Clark's nine and two. Um, you know, he's he's had a couple of UFC fights. Um, uh, Rocket, is, he's only had uh, two UFC fights, both decision wins. Um, I'm not sure why the odds are so skewed in this one. You know, like I said, their their records are pretty similar. Um, Clark lost one UFC fight, uh, but it was to Jan Blokovic. I mean, um, you know, he's you know up there. I mean, he's got 
see. He's got five fights in the UFC altogether, uh, three wins. You know, lost to to Blokovic, and then he lost in his UFC debut. So um, I don't know. It could be a good play. Um, I'm not going to mess with it. Just too much unknown. Um, but like I said, I'm not I'm not real sure. Um, you know how to come into those odds on that. Yeah, I think I'm going to leave it alone as well as far as the side goes. Um, I think that uh, the total intrigues me. I, I like the uh, I like the over one and a half. I think Clark at the very least is going to be proved to be durable. And uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the over one and a half minus 150 uh, for three units uh, on uh, on that. Greg, uh, your thoughts on this uh, last prelim, if any. I don't want any play on this one either. I'm with y'all. I don't know. I don't know. No play uh, from Greg Hopkins, and uh, that brings us into the Fox Sports One prelims, and uh, we get into some pretty good stuff here, man. This is a pretty pretty deep card because honestly, uh, uh, you know that that prelim uh, card right there, I think is going to be pretty pretty exciting. And, and getting off on Fox Sports One, we've got more familiar names. You know, everybody should be fairly familiar with with most of these fighters. Uh, we have lightweights. Uh, OAM Olivier Aubin Mercier uh, is minus 120, uh, and he is taking on another uh, very good grappler. Gilbert Burns comes back at plus 100, even money pretty much. Uh, the total is two and a half over minus 175, under plus 155. We've got a battle of uh, of solid grapplers here, Greg. Yeah, I like this matchup. This is one of the Fights I'm most excited to watch on this fight or on this card. I'm sorry, and yeah, like you said, I'll second that. This is probably the best card they've had in a long time. It is pretty damn deep. The whole thing's solid. You got, you know, you got a co-main event. Great. You got a great main event. We'll get to it. Uh, but what was the under and over on this fight? The totals two and a half rounds with over being minus one seventy five, under plus one fifty five. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Over is. Uh, two and a half rounds over minus 175 under plus 155. Under is plus 155? Mm-hmm. And uh, Burns is what now? Burns is even money. He's plus 100 and OAM is minus 120. I got to go with OAM in this spot because I think that Burns is going to be depleted from his weight cut. Very possible. That could be one of these guys we're talking about for uh, that 165 class. <laughs> so 120 minus 120? Uh, well, OAM is minus 120, yeah. Glenn's got a damn – he can knock him up. He's, I'm going to go with – yeah. Mm. I might get back and parlay this one later, but no straight play as it is. Okay, no straight play for now? Nope. Okay, Justin. I am going to take uh, OAM for 10 units. <clears throat> Gilbert Burns coming off of a knockout. OEM coming off of a loss, too, but um, – you know, I think being at home, uh, I think OEM's got something. You know, he, he needs to show up and, and fight. So I'm going to take him uh, for ten units. Man, that is uh, that's a ballsy play. I, I mean, I I can see it going either way here. I think if it, we're looking at just. Uh, it, the grappling probably cancels itself out, so we probably get a, a striking battle. And uh, I think that Burns has showed a little more just crack to 
to, to be able to just, you know, knock a motherfucker out. But, um, hmm, yeah, I've got to, I'm going to stay off of it. I'm going to enjoy this fight. I really, I am looking forward to it a lot. Um, I am tempted to play the under at, uh, just at the odds, but I'm, I'm going to pass on that well as well, just because I could very well see this going to a decision too. So, uh, it's a pass for me. And, uh, that gets us on uh, to, uh, our next bout, which is going to be, uh, at middleweight. And it's another close one. Uh, we've got, uh, Elias Teodoro minus 125 against your boy, Eric Anders plus 105. Uh, the total is two and a half rounds and the over is minus 250. The unders plus 210. Justin. Yeah, man, a little beef coming into this fight. I'm not, I'm not real sure why. Um, Elias, not the most exciting fighter in the world. Um, bunch of decisions. You know, he hasn't really fought that great a competition. Um, I thought they were going to kind of, you know, kind of, uh, kind of groom him um, into being a big star for them in Canada. Maybe they are, and I just haven't haven't seen it. But he really just hasn't hasn't fought too many people. Um, but Eric Anders, you know, obviously we're real familiar with Eric and. Um, you know, coming off that crazy fight with, with Tiago Santos, I mean, you know, he showed a ton of heart. And uh, I look for him to get back in the win column here. Uh, I'm going to take uh, 10 units for Eric Anders on this one. Eric Anders, your boy, uh, for 10 units. Uh, that is uh, Justin's play. And that is uh, actually going to uh, come back at plus 105. So a little bit of dog money. So I got to say that I really do like uh, the odds on that myself and uh, am going to follow suit uh, with seven units on Eric Anders uh, plus 105. And uh, I really think that that he's just got more ways to win. I, I think that uh, Elias is, you know, really solid in the clinch uh but but anders is just so strong and such a moose and he's going to have a really hard time containing him i think and and anders is definitely the better striker so uh you know i think it'll come down to whether or not uh teodoro can can just kind of corral and control anders which is going to be really hard to do i think greg your thoughts i like eric anders in this spot too so i'm going to go ahead and uh parlay him with oam and I was also thinking about throwing in the under two and a half on, on the on on Anders fight or OAM's fight. I tell you what, no, I want to do this. I want to go Eric Anders, OAM, and over two and a half on the Burns and OAM fight. That's my three parlay, and I want to put. I just want to put five units on Eric Anders. Okay, so Eric Anders uh, along with uh, with OAM, and what was the total? Which total again? The over for the uh, Burns and OAM fight at two and a half minus one eighty. So you think we're going to get a decision on that? I'm sorry, what? So you think we're going to get a decision on that fight? I don't know. I hope it goes past two and a half rounds. <laughs> Yeah, right. That comes back at plus 491. Plus 491 for Anders OAM in the over two and a half rounds in the OAM Gilbert Burns fight. Uh, plus 491 and how many units? Let's go six. Greg Hopkins plays six units on Eric Anders OAM in the over two and a half in the uh, OAM Burns fight. Six units at plus four ninety one. That could be a really nice shot there. I I can see uh, I can see all of it happening. Really, that's uh, certainly certainly interesting. And you said also five units on Anders straight, right? Yeah, five. And that comes back at plus one hundred five um, for Eric Anders there. 
Then that brings us into our next bout on the Fox Sports 1 prelims. Uh, a couple of female bouts in a row coming up here now. Uh, and this next one should be pretty competitive, I think. Uh, Caitlin Chukagian is uh, minus 185, and she's taking on Jessica Evil Eye plus 160. The total is two and a half rounds with an obscene over of minus 550 with an under coming back at plus 425. They're saying there's pretty much no way we're getting a finish here. And um, I may be inclined to believe them. You know, I, I don't know that I've ever seen either of these ladies finish a fight. I can't recall it anyway, if it has happened, not in the UFC. Um, so as tempting as that under is at plus 425 in case somebody gets cut or something, you know, I'm still going to have to pass on that. Chikagian is, she's tough and and I is really tough. They're both durable and, uh, and they're probably going to want to strike. I can see this being a kickboxing battle probably that um, either lady could win. I do see a little bit of value on Jessica I plus 160, but I am going to pass on this one all the way around. Uh, Justin? Looks like their last 11 combined fights uh, have been decisions. Maybe 11, they're either 11 or 12 combined fights for decisions uh, between those. So probably, probably wise to stay away from the under on that. <laughs> um, I'm taking uh, Chikagan in this one. I think, uh, you know, just guy, she, she was coming off of several losses kind of found her way back into the win column, but, you know, getting two decisions, um, a split decision over somebody that you've never heard of, and, uh, you know, and, and a decision over Jessica Rose Clark, who's, you know, not a world beater by any means. Um, so I think Caitlin Shagan is, is, you know, pretty legit. Um, let's see. Trying to see. Did she fight Joanna? Uh, did she? I don't know about that. That would have no, been a- no, 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 no. That's not who I was thinking about. No, she fought Liz Carmouche. She got better on her only loss in the UFC is Liz Carmouche, uh, and it was a split decision. I mean, you know, and Liz is upper echelon. Sure. So uh, um, she also has a win over Sajar Eubanks. Um, so I'm going to take her in this one. I'm going to just keep it rolling with ten units on her also. 10 units on Caitlin Chukagian, uh, and that is at minus 185. Greg? Uh, no play for me on the on the two ladies here. That's a crazy under, though. Plus 400? Yeah. That's almost, that's almost a sucker, but like, come on, just give me your money. Hell. Pretty much. They must, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would just be hoping that somebody maybe, I would never hope injury on anyone, but just something fluky. I, I guess something, something completely out of the ordinary for them. Yeah, like maybe Pedro losing last week. And uh what was he like minus he was like minus three hundred, four hundred and two, like and he or Oh you know, yeah, Pedro was like minus four four fifty or something obscene. Well, yeah, I don't want no play on the on the ladies here, but like uh, let's just keep moving. I like I too, but Chicagan pretty good. It's a pretty good little fight there. But yeah, I think it goes the distance as well. That's but minus what is it, six hundred for the over or what was it? Minus five fifty minus five fifty for the over, plus four twenty five for the under. That's not even appealing to me. I want to, but yeah, let's move move on from this one. <laughs> the featured bout on the Fox Sports One prelims, and then we'll go to Greg for this one. Actually, this is another uh, female bout: Claudia Gedalia minus three twenty-five against Nina Ansaroff who is plus 265. The total's two and a half rounds over another another big over here. Over is minus 350. The under is plus 290. Greg? I'm looking at the lines here. You have uh, Gidella. She's minus 315. 
Right. Um, yeah, I I updated them on that most recent one I sent you, but uh, the the Gedalia is minus three twenty five now, and uh, Ansaroff is plus two sixty five. Why is the? I'm just curious to know why the under and over is so widespread. If the damn matchups that widespread, you know, it makes me think that it's going to go under if it's so if the if it's such a mismatch there. Uh, but I think I'm going to parlay that fight right there. I'm going to parlay the over. And Claudia together. So you're, uh, so you think Claudia uh, is going to win a decision, pretty much. Yep. So uh, let's see here. If you were to parlay, uh, let's see, Claudia Gedalia at minus three twenty five, along with the over two and a half rounds, you're going to get it at minus one forty five. What is, uh, what is your wager at minus one forty five? Minus one forty five. That's still a pretty safe bet. Or is it? <laughs> Let's go fourteen dollars on it. Let's try to win ten back off of it. Claudia in the over fourteen units at uh, minus one forty-five. And uh, Justin, any uh, thoughts on this one? Uh, I think it's going to be a, a good fight. Nina's. Um, I don't know if they're if they're married or um, just girlfriend or whatever. Uh, you know, is uh, bantamweight champ Amanda Nunes. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not sure that Anita, that uh, Nina's you know going to be able to do much with Claudia. She's a nasty little girl. Um, <laughs> the line the lines are, are pretty spot on there. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to parlay to this one later on, but I'll definitely be uh, leaning Claudia in this one. Uh, myself, I, I would also uh, probably, uh, you know, make her a fairly, you know, noticeable favorite. But minus 325, it's hard for me to pull the trigger on a straight play. I may also uh, try to parlay that. Um, Ansaroff's pretty good striker. Um, you know, I, I think the striking is close. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Gidelia gets just drawn into a straight striking battle or if she takes if she takes her down. I think she's, you know, fairly dominant. Uh, but um, I I really can't pull the trigger, I don't think, on, on a play myself. I'm going to have to pass. And uh, that takes us to the pay-per-view, uh, pay-per-view portion. And, uh, man, all these fights have got a lot of potential. Uh, we start off light heavyweights, and this is a fight that was supposed to happen. Uh, and uh, one of the participants fell out, and uh, Tiago Santos ended up fighting Eric Anders. But Tiago Santos takes on Jimmy Manawa. Uh, Santos is minus 210. Manawa comes back at plus 175. The total is one and a half. The over is plus 140. The under is minus 160. Justin? It's crazy that, you know, that was in September, and Jimmy Manawa. I think he like he tore his uh, hamstring or his quad like away from the bone. It was a pretty significant injury that that pulled him out of that fight, and it was the week of the fight. So it was the end of September. So you're two months removed from that. Um, could be tough to have healed up and and been able to get a good training camp. Um, you know, in in that short amount of time, he's coming off of, of two losses. Um, Tiago's, you know, been on a tear here lately. Uh, he's all he had a hiccup against David Branch, but um, other than that, he's he's won. Let's see, six out of his last eight fights, or sorry, six out of his last seven fights. Um, you know, finishing all but one of them. So um, he's a finisher. What was the under on that that you have? I'm not updated. Oh, it's okay. Uh, the total is one and a half rounds. The over is plus one forty. The under is minus one sixty. So they're predicting we get some a finish. Yeah, 
Um, that was at one and a half. Yeah. Hmm. I'd be tempted to take the over on it. Uh, I think that you know both guys are are fairly tough. You know, been around for a while. Uh, but now I, I think Tiago is gonna gonna get him out of there. Um, so I'm just gonna take a straight play on on Tiago Santos for ten units. Ten units from Justin on Santos uh, minus two ten. And uh, uh, Greg, any play from you? I'll be honest. I was I was gonna put a lot wager on Jimmy Manoa, but after. I forgot that they were supposed to fight in September, and I also forgot that there was an injury involved. I don't know how serious it was, and uh, but that's just been brought to light. So you're probably going to see a finish in this spot uh, either way. I mean, I, but I, will it happen in the, by the end of the second round? No, I, I like the plus 140 on the over one and a half because, I mean, neither one of these guys are bitches. So, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think you've got two good fighters in here, and I like the over. The over uh, over one and a half rounds at plus one forty. How many units? Go ten. Over one and a half rounds, ten units, and uh, that again is at plus one forty. It's a uh, it's a nice little a nice little return, and uh, hopefully you get it, man. I I can see it. I can see it happening either way. I think both these guys have one one hitter quitter type power. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the total alone on it, and I'm going to parlay uh, Tiago Santos uh, with uh, Miss uh, Claudia Gadelia. Uh, so it'll be Claudia Gadelia and Tiago Santos. It comes back at minus 105. I'm gonna go 10 units myself. Make a pretty a pretty good my first pretty good size play. Um, <clears throat> again, it's uh, 10 units on uh, on Claudia and uh, and Tiago Santos and. Uh, that's going to come back at uh, plus, uh, sorry, minus uh, 105. And that will bring us on to our next, uh, our next pay-per-view bout. And this one should be action-packed as well, man. Uh, we've got uh, featherweights. It is Hakeem Dawadu taking on Kyle Bochniak. And uh, this one is, uh, like I said, at 145. Uh, Dawadu is minus 165. Bochniak plus 145. Totals two and a half, with the over being minus two twenty. The unders plus one eighty. Um, I think this is a bit of a trap fight. I think Davidu's the guy with the with the with the name. He's the guy that is the Canadian, and he's the he's the guy that um, is the flashier fighter. But man, Kyle Bokniak is like super tough, and uh, he went all the rounds. I feel like uh, with uh, Zabit. Uh, Magomed Sharapov, and uh, he's just an action fighter. He comes forward. He's really tough. Um, I I think I will take a, a flyer on Kyle Botniak plus 145 for three units uh, just because I think, uh, like I said, there's a bit of a trap fight. I think the, I think as you, we get closer, you probably can get better odds than what we're getting right now uh, on Kyle Botniak because most of the public is going to be uh, on uh, Hakeem, I think. Greg? Uh, no play there for me. No play from Greg. Justin? Yeah, I'm staying away from that one too. I thought about taking um, Bakhtiak, but I gotta gotta stick to my plan going through for for the rest of this card. But definitely um, worth throwing a flyer on on Bakhtiak there. Uh, maybe maybe throw him in with a, in a parlay with somebody. Uh, trying to look here and see who might be another a good value parlay to throw him in with. Um, maybe uh, OMA OAM. Would be a decent decent parlay for for Bokniak. Um 
but it should be a fun fight there either way. And of course, that gets us to the feature bout and, and another man, another fight that's got a, a low total. Uh, you're expecting action here. Uh, it's Gunnar, Gunnar Nelson uh, from Iceland. He is minus 130 over the Brazilian cowboy, Alex Oliveira, coming back at plus 110 in this welterweight bout. The total is one and a half again, and the over is minus 120. The under is plus 100. Greg, break it down. Alex Oliveira and Gunnar Nelson. Mm hmm. Guna. Yeah, yeah, Nelson and Oliveira. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I, I threw it to you for Nelson and Oliveira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just looking at it, I like I like looking at it. And Gunnar Nelson, just to the eye, I like to see that because uh, I just – Alex Oliveira is good on the ground. He's got good striking and everything. I just can't – I really – I don't know why I can't bring myself to like him. I don't know why. I just want to fade Oliveira here. But I'm also scared to do it because – Dude's so unpredictable and can pull a victory. He could be losing and just pull a, some kind of submission out of his ass and, you know, just shit all over you. He could do it. I'm yeah. going to take over one and a half with that. And I'm probably going to I'm probably gonna do a single bet on the over one and a half right there for 10. And then I'm going to uh, take – I'm going to parlay that later on down the road with something else. Yeah, I, I like that. What's that? No, no, that's yeah, – uh, the over one and a half, that's what I like for that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I do as well. I think both these guys have got that knockout power, and, and, and Cowboy can sometimes just overwhelm you physically. But uh, I'm going to go with the over one and a half as well on that same fight, and I'm going go, uh, to go match you uh, 10 units uh, on that one uh, on the over one and a half. Justin, anything uh, from you? Gunnar Nelson, man, has, has juiced up something serious. He's, he's in, in the best shape of his life, I think. Um, Alex Oliveira is, is, is a killer though, man. He's, he's scary to bet against. But I'm taking uh, Guna Nelson, 10 units. Nelson, uh, and he is uh, minus 130, and uh, that'll be for 10 units from Justin. And uh, man, uh, back in, I'm scared of, the, of taking a side on that one just because, uh, like Greg said, it, it can it can turn around so quickly <laughs> in these cowboy fights. He, he's uh, he's pulled him out of his out of his ass before, and uh, it's, it's hard to fade him. Uh, going on to the co-main event, and this is uh, this one is uh, this one's gonna be really good. This is Joanna uh, Ingrachic coming up to 125 to take on Valentina Shevchenko, and uh, this is uh, this one is, is set for five rounds. This title fight, and uh, Shevchenko is the favorite minus 360. Joanna coming back at plus 300. Um, and uh, the total is four and a half rounds on this, with the over being minus 230, the under plus 190. So they're really expecting us to get five rounds of action here. Oh, man, this one is uh, this is going to be great. I, I, I really am tempted to go with the under four and a half just because of the odds. But it's it's really because they're both so tough and durable, though. It's, it's really also kind of hard to envision a finish. Um, Shevchenko's the rightful favorite. She's bigger. She's, uh, you know, well-rounded. I really can't make a play either way here with the odds so high. Uh, Justin? Shevchenko on top is going to be a nightmare. I think um, the under four and a half is is a really good flyer to take. Um, like I said, I've got a plan moving out here, so I'm not going to touch it. But what I am going to do is make a parlay with Shevchenko. Claudia Gadeja and Caitlin Chikugin. 
put all the, the ladies, girls on the parlay the ladies, together. Ladies parlay. Yes, sir. Those three ladies are going to get you back plus one sixty. And, uh, and how many units uh, on on these ladies? Twenty. Twenty units on the ladies plus one sixty, and it looks pretty damn good, really. Uh, you know they. All, all, all these ladies are good, are good are good plays, I think. The most dangerous one being if Jessica I can maybe out kickbox Jukagi or be more active than Jukagi and maybe, but man, uh, I, I like it a lot. Greg, I don't, I don't know, I don't like it at all. Justin's making it really hard for me to like him because uh, he's making a lot of good plays now, and I, I can't argue <laughs> with any of them pissed off because I ain't making them before he is. I actually wanted to parlay, uh, you know, big sister with something else, and I'm. And like he said himself, that minus, I mean, plus 185, under four and a half. I like Joanna, but I liked her a little bit too much whenever she was fighting Rose. And I've always loved Rose. And I didn't think Rose even stood a chance at winning against her. I really didn't. And, uh, you know, and I've seen her I've seen her train down there in, uh, in Coconut Creek, Florida. I have a buddy, Juan Piorta, that fights down there. And uh, he's, been, he's been training with her and whatnot. But I... <laughs> I'm going to take Big Sister in this fight, but I'm trying to figure out exactly who I'm going to parlay her with. I may have to come back to you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to parlay her with somebody and somebody else in the main event. But I'm going to throw, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on that under, just because it's it's plus 185 and you got two killers in there. I mean, like I said, Rose knocked out Joanna, and you know that was quick. You never know. I love these women fights. These bitches just get after it, and I love. <laughs> it. I mean, yeah, it's actually favorite. plus 190 now. All right, well, good. We're gonna. I'm just gonna put. Let's see, plus one ninety. I'm gonna put three units on the on the under for that. Three units on the under plus one ninety. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of time to fight. You know, <laughs> the four and a half rounds yeah. is a lot of time to go. I, I would have to agree with you. They're both so tough, uh, so I can see why you know it, it's still a uh, you know plus money bet. And that gets us to the one that we've all been waiting for. This is the fight I've been waiting for for a while. Uh, you know, this is I've overlooked everything pretty much in November. Looking forward to this fight, main event UFC 231 for the featherweight strap. Brian Ortega, T City taking on Max Holloway. Man, it's going to be great. The odds are very close, and uh, currently, as they stand, the uh, favorite is Max Holloway minus 120. Brian Ortega coming back at plus 100. The total is three and a half rounds, with over being minus 125 and the under plus 105. Justin. Man, Brian Ortega is, is, is a phenom. You know, 14 and 0, coming off six finishes in the UFC. Uh, you know, his only his only fight in the UFC that wasn't considered a finish was a, was a no contest that was overturned. Um, but he finished the fight. I mean, you know, so, you know, really he's, he's got seven straight finishes in the UFC. Um, and, you know, every time I try to think, well, this is going to, this this time he'll be exposed, you know, Frankie Edgar's, he's tough. He's, you know, he's durable. He's a good wrestler. He'll be able to, you know, put pressure on him. Nope. Didn't do it. Cub Swanson. I mean, the, you know, the guillotine that he put Cub Swanson in was so tight. Cub, Cub's been around forever. And if you watch, him try to fight that guillotine off. I mean, he was he was fighting for his life. It's like, you know, it's it's scary when when you feel that that choke is in and you've only got a couple of seconds and you're going to sleep and you know, Cub to see Cub freak out like that is, you know, you're dealing with something special. Um, but but then you got Max Holloway. You know, Max Holloway's 
Yeah, I mean, Max Holloway is the man. He has an off since 2013. Um, you know, he's got like 11 fight win streak or something. He's, you know, finished the majority of his fights. TKO's in his last three. Um, this, this fight's, this fight's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait for it. I've been, been hoping for it, waiting for it for a long time and just hoping that, that nothing, nothing happens to, uh, break it up. You know, Ortega's obviously got the advantage on the ground, uh, but Max, Max is great, you know, has great jujitsu as well. Um, Max should be better on the feet, but, you know, Ortega showed us that he can, he can knock you out too. Um, so, I don't know, man. It's, this fight's crazy. I didn't want to pick on it, but I don't know if you guys are keeping score or not, but I've spent 90 units so far, so I'm going to throw my last 10 on somebody here. Um, oh, wow. But I think I'm going to stick with, the, stick with the champ and still my last 10 units for Max Holloway. All in on Max Holloway, minus 120. You heard it from Justin first. He's the first to go on the record here. He's got Max Holloway for his last 10 units. And he's uh, he's giving up a little bit of juice, not too bad. Minus one twenty. Uh, uh, Justin, uh, I'm sorry, Greg. Uh, what are your thoughts on this main event? I I like all the key points he made about both fighters. Uh, Ortega's coming up from a rough upbringing, and I always bring this up because the background says a lot about a fighter. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, I watched a little bit on on a. Uh, on uh, Ortega's, you know, lifestyle growing up, on how he, you know, he experienced this, that, and everything. And a lot of these UFC fighters come from that kind of background, and there's no doubt. And they they finally make it. That's why it's so cool to see them doing good things. But uh, the, the, uh, Max Holloway has been fighting the best competition that anybody in this world can fight for the last umpteen many years. I can't tell you. Ortega, six, he's he's, he's coming off that that. I mean. When he got that phone call from Dana White, knowing he got his fight, he looked so confident, like, damn, it's about fucking time, you know? And I'm excited to see this fight. The only thing that's uh, making me want to fade Max Holloway is the fact that he had all those medical conditions and problems when he was supposed to fight Khabib, which was a horrible matchup for him. And I think he just – I don't I don't really know if he was hurt or not or had any kind of uh, medical issues. I think he just realized, wow, you just fucking agreed to fight <laughs> Like, what, what was it, like a week, two weeks? Agreed to fight him, and then they did oh, that press days. conference. It was one week. Yeah. They did that press conference. You could see the difference of, uh, you know, the the temperament in Khabib when they were talking. He was it was a good thing. It was funny. It was flowing. They were goofing off. Max Holloway didn't seem to take it that serious. So I don't even know if that was a real thing. I don't know. But the fact that he supposedly went through all those medical conditions and everything, and you know, he's a big dude. They're both pretty big, one forty five. Like Ortega. I, I'm not sure how tall he is or what his wingspan is or anything like that, but I know that Max Holloway is a little big old tall one. It's going to be tough for both, you know, for him to make the weight again uh, and not have any issues. That's the one thing that's making me want to go with Ortega because he's up and comer and everybody loves him. I mean, like, I just, I don't, I don't want to say I don't, I can't see him getting faded and losing near the end because we saw Darren Till get, you know, get worked by Tyrone Woodley, you know, when we thought that Darren Till was just walking tall. Of, Anyways, yeah, but I think in Ortega, and he, he's he's plus one hundred right now. Yes, and I was I wasn't tallying up or keeping notes on how much uh, Justin had bet, but I knew he put a lot of shit down. And then when he said, I don't know if y'all been keeping up with what I've been talking about, but because he keeps done twenty here, twenty here, ten here, and I was like, I'm about to catch this son of a bitch and put a big bet on Ortega. And, yeah. uh, but then when he said, I don't know if y'all been paying attention. No, it wasn't. I was a little bit, but not that much. But he's got he's got all 100 units down, and he's, he went all in on this tough, deep card. I mean, this card's making up for a lot of 
under under par cards the last few few times. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's either you know, I mean, either you know, Justin loses everything this week, or he just absolutely murders us. So I guess I'm going to have to make a make a bold move here, and I'm going to have to fade the champ and go with uh, 30 units on Ortega. Oh wow, T City, Ortega. I'll probably I'll probably still just break even. Yeah, right. Ortega for 30 units and even money from uh, from Greg and uh, and and myself. Uh, man, I'm we I'm I'm super pumped for it. I I've uh, I've got a lean T City. Uh, that's who I want to see win. I'm a fan. Um, I'm a fan of both guys, but I really want to see Ortega win. He's a guy that I've, I mean, I've counted him out countless times, and it's bit me in the ass. And so I, it would only be fitting for it to happen again. So <clears throat> I'm not going to do that. I'm uh, I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go ten units on Ortega uh, plus uh, plus one hundred there, and um, that will put me uh, right around forty something forty five units in uh, on this on this uh, extravaganza, if you will. Justin is all in, and Greg has uh, about uh, about eighty five of his units in, uh, not quite all in. Uh, I, I do say I, I, there is a parlay that I like uh, to circle back to now, um, and it, th- th- this way I'm not uh, copying uh, Justin here. Uh, <laughs> but I still see I, I, I see a value parlay that I like. And, uh, that would be uh, a play with uh, both of our top ladies uh, being Claudia Gadelia and Valentina Shevchenko with Chad Laprise and Brad Katona from the undercard. That four that four way gets back plus two twenty five. And uh, and I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go ten units uh, on on that parlay there um, uh, between uh, Katona, Laprise, uh, Gadelia, and Shevchenko. Uh, any other closing thoughts, guys, on uh, on this UFC uh, one, 231? Oh, since I'm already 85 in, I might as well go ahead and make me a little uh, a nice payable parlay for the weekend. What you got in I'm mind? Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put Valentina on there. From a first slot, okay. All right, and I know I was going to pick uh, uh, Jimmy Manawa beforehand before I before Justin reminded me of that uh, hamstring issue, and so I'm going to put uh, Santos next on the slot. Okay. Uh, since let's see here, then I'm going to take uh, Hakeem against Kyle. I'm going to fade you there. Okay. That and puts you up to plus two oh five. All right, I'm going to throw in Claudia in there. Oh, Miss Claudia is going to bring you up to plus two ninety five. All right, then I'm going to throw Laprise in there. Well, no, 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 I'm not going to throw Laprise in there. I'm sorry, I was just looking at him. Throw him in there. I'm going to take a oh, man. I don't want to fade Clark. I'm probably going to add Katana on there. And where does that put me at? Katana would bring you up to plus five hundred. Plus five hundred. All righty. Uh, add Rackick and Laprise on there. And where does that put me? Uh, once we add Rackage, it puts us at plus 615, and then LaPriest puts us to plus 800. And that is a seven-teamer, seven-man, seven-person, if you will, parlay. That's what I'm looking at. That's not going to hit. Uh, plus 800 right now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's going to happen is you're going to be like, who the fuck is this Alexander Rockage again? What the fuck just happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So I'm, I'm at plus 800. Yes. 2. 5. What's that? No, just go, just go five. Just go five, and I'll be at an even ten. That way, if both of y'all lose all your money, I'll, I'll win. Five <laughs> go units. Go five on that seven teamer. 
You got it. Five units from Greg on that seven-man parlay to get back. Uh, plus 800, that would overcome a lot of other losses potentially. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know if I can tell that in real life. That's a that's a that's a lot of people to come through. But you know, that said, uh, you never know, man. I, the ones that scare me the most probably would be honestly just in case Manawa uh, comes through against Santos. That's possible. And then uh, I, I like Bachni. I could see Dawadu being the one that blows that one for you potentially. We'll see. We'll see. You may just make me eat my words. Uh, y'all still have 10 units left even uh, regardless. And uh, Justin is all in. Like I said, I'm, I'm in now for uh, for about 65, say about 70, 70 to 75 myself. I'll have to go back and count it all up. But uh, that does it for our picks. You got it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it all comes out, man. And uh, I'm excited for it. UFC 231. Uh, I'm most excited I've been for a card in, uh, in a minute. So, uh, it's, like we said, pretty deep. And especially to be like a, can- a Canadian card with so many Canadians on it. It's still uh, got a lot of good familiar names on there. We'll check back in next week and uh, and recap this bad boy. I, I, is there more fights next weekend? You guys know? I, I, I'd say there is. I think there's a lot of UFC I don't think there is next weekend, but then I think we got two after that, a couple after that that are pretty good. Very good, very good. Well, as always, we'll be here to uh, break down all the action for you. We'll start uh, rounding up some interviews next week in a uh, big uh, countdown, if you will, for the uh, Valor 54 card coming up January the 19th. Until then, thanks a bunch to my uh, my co-host and guest, Justin Watson, Greg Hopkins tonight. We will see you all next week. Valor Hour, out. This is a cannabis podcast powered by Truly. Quick fix on radio influence. Denver, uh, obviously Colorado is one of the uh, first states to really just allow cannabis to do what it should do is uh, do good things for people. Uh, and this is what's wonderful about this. You know, we're, we're realizing that we've been treating cannabis the wrong way for, for a long time. And I like to see stories like this. The uh, Denver uh, mayor, Michael Hancock, announced Tuesday that there's a citywide effort to vacate low-level marijuana convictions that occurred before marijuana legalization happened in Colorado. So more than 10,000 people were convicted of low-level marijuana crimes in Denver between 2001 and 2013. Um, now, it's it really sounds stupid, doesn't it, now, that you're going to put somebody in jail for a low-level amount of marijuana now? If somebody gets caught with 400 pounds of marijuana like Nate Newton did a long time ago, I get it. I understand that. You're just blatantly uh, disregarding the law. But if you have a small amount of marijuana, and there's some people, um, unfortunately a lot of African Americans, that have spend a lot of time in jail for having a joint or some marijuana in their car. And at this point, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. So I want to applaud the mayor of Denver for doing that and looking back and realizing that we've been acting a fool for, for a long, long time. The Cannabis Podcast, powered by True Leaf, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.